This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I can't believe I'm saying this. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line by the one and only Jennifer Aniston. Why did Jennifer Aniston start a hair care company? Because she was tired of choosing between hair products that work and hair products that are actually good for us. But thanks to Lola V, we never have to choose again. No silicones, no sulfates, parabens, or gluten. And of course, it's cruelty-free and vegan. The Glossing Detangler and Perfect Conditioner are my personal favorites. Not only do they repair the look of damaged hair, but they also shield it from future harm. The first step to unlocking confidence in your dating life and your daily life is feeling confident about your hair. So unlock Jennifer Aniston approved hair at lolav.com. And as listeners of Seeing Other People, you're getting an exclusive 15% off off of your entire order when you use code Seeing Other People at checkout. That's 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com with promo code Seeing Other People. Please note you can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After your purchase, they will ask you where you heard about them. Please, please, please support Seeing Other People and let them know that I sent you. You guys are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes from the best of the best, Jenny Kane. And yes, there is a discount, so keep on listening. You know that feeling when you get a new sweater and it instantly becomes basically another layer of your skin? Like you wear it everywhere for everything all the time. Okay, well, Jenny Kane has become my literal uniform. And if you don't know Jenny Kane, I'm pretty much about to change your life because Jenny Kane's clothes did that to mine. Jenny Kane is a California brand with luxurious staples that will transform your closet. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. They have the coziest cashmere sweaters and iconic accessories that will elevate your everyday basics. I don't know if I wear my cashmere fisherman hoodie or my cropped cashmere cocoon cardigan more. All I know is that I cannot live without either of them. Whether it's a cozy night in with the girls, a dinner date with Jake, or catching a flight to Florida to see my parents, these sweaters are perfect for every single occasion. And I couldn't be happier when I'm wearing them because I'm so comfy. And you guys know me. I always choose comfort over how something looks. But with Jenny Kane, I don't have to choose because I get comfort and I get style. All right. So we have the discount code coming for you. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Seeing other people listeners get 15% off their first order when you use code SOP at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code SOP, S-O-P. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Hey guys, it's Alana and welcome back to another episode of Seeing Other People. Together, we're navigating modern dating alongside experts and real life daters who are sharing their stories. Don't have a date for tonight? No problem. Come learn, laugh, and maybe even cry along with us as we navigate the dating scene together. Hey guys, what is up? Welcome back. We have a solo episode today and it has been a minute since we've done one of these But there's something that has been on my mind that I have really wanted to dive into, but I didn't want to dive into it before I was really ready to, you know, jump off that metaphorical diving board, if you will. There are so many conversations that I have, whether it be with you guys, listeners, whether it be with my lifelong friends or with our expert guests, where I just wish I could like take modern dating and shake it and change some of these things about it that frustrate all of us so much. So I've been thinking about if I had a magic wand and could change things about modern dating, what would I change? What would I want to be different? What do I think is getting in the way of everyone having a positive and a fun and an adventurous experience in their singlehood? Because at the end of the day, dating should be fun. It should be a time to experience different things and different people and learn and explore and grow. But instead, it's this daunting 
soul sucking thing that we have to do that is almost guaranteed to come with anxiety and stress and pain. And that makes me so sad. And nobody's immune from it. That's the thing. It's like, we all are going to deal with shit when it comes to dating. And I just think there are so many things that we as a society could do to make dating better. But then there are also things that I think it would literally take a fairy with a magic wand to change. Anywho, so we're going to talk about a lot of that today. Also going to answer some listener questions towards the end. And first, I just want to give you guys an update. Um, I have a wedding venue. We have a wedding date. We're getting married in June of 2024 at a beautiful place in Westchester County where Jake and I are both from. And we are so excited. But at the same time, it has been a very stressful process. Um, the place that we chose is a lot smaller than a lot of the other places that we were looking at. And so it's going to be really hard when it comes to creating the guest list. And I mean, we kind of have a guest list created and we all have to cut it down. Like we probably have to cut out a hundred people that we would have loved to celebrate our wedding with, but this is definitely like our dream venue and where we want to have it. And so it's going to be a lot smaller than anticipated, which is a beautiful thing to celebrate with such close loved ones, but it's also gonna be hard to to choose who is and isn't included and there are going to be hard conversations and I'm trying to just think and have the mindset of it's going to be perfect however it comes out and the people that I love will be there and some other people who I love might not be able to be there but hopefully they'll understand and be open to celebrating in a different way and I'm just really scared honestly um I've seen friendships ruined over people not being invited to weddings or not being selected as bridesmaids or a maid of honor, things like that. And that definitely makes me nervous and very, very anxious. Oh my God, you guys literally like my nails, my nails are a sign of how anxious I am and how stressed I am. And the last few months, they were like the longest, most beautiful they've ever been. And now I have no nails. So that's just kind of a physical sign of, am I okay? Maybe not. Um, but I am having fun with the process. We're now booking our photographer and band and florist. So we're interviewing a bunch of different people in all these categories. If anyone has suggestions of like amazing wedding bands they have seen at weddings or photographers that captured the most beautiful photos you've ever seen, or even florists who did the most beautiful flower arrangements, um, let me know. I am super down for any and all recommendations as I go through this. My 12, which now are 13 weddings that I have this year are about to begin. I have a friend from college's wedding in this weekend, which I can't wait for. And it's going to be so much fun. I can't wait to like, I actually haven't gone to a wedding yet with this group of friends, like my college friends. So it'll be really, really fun to like tear up the dance floor with all of them. And then I have a bachelorette party next weekend, which is also for a college friend. And I'm so excited. It's going to be a very chill weekend in the Hamptons, but like off season, we're going to go to wineries. We're going to do a night at the house and have a nineties dance party. So stay tuned for all that. Cause I will definitely be posting a ton of that. I'm actually dressing up for the nineties party as Haley James Scott hashtag one tree Hill shout out for anyone who is a fan. Uh, it was my Halloween costume last year, but yeah, we're having like a nineties early two thousands themed and one tree Hill came out in 2003. So that is what I am dressing up as. Anywho, going to get into the episode, but if you want to follow along with all of the wedding content, 
I'm posting all of that on TikTok. I'm trying not to inundate the Instagram where I know all of you really are based. I'm trying not to inundate the Instagram with engagement and wedding stuff. But if you do want to see it, it is on TikTok at Alana Dunn. I'm having so much fun with it. So check it out. Okay, let's talk about what I would change about modern dating. First and foremost, and this one isn't even a question. And trust me, you guys, I'm working so damn hard on outlawing ghosting, but ghosting would literally be illegal. Like we've all been ghosted. Literally, there's nobody who is immune from ghosting. There's nobody who hasn't been ghosted. And there's nobody who hasn't been hurt or confused by getting ghosted. And it's one of those things where it is so freaking simple to not ghost someone that when we do get ghosted, it hurts that much more because it's like, wow, this person didn't even think I was deserving of a text that takes 10 seconds to form or five seconds to copy and paste from someone else or from your notes app or anything. And not only that, but it's the timeline of being ghosted. It's not like, okay, someone turned on or sent you a notification that said, Hey, you're getting ghosted. It's like, no, you have to sit there and wait and stare at your phone and wonder if this person is ever going to respond to your text or if you're ever going to hear from them or if they are somewhere in a ditch. Like, we don't know. We just don't know because it's radio silence. But it gets even more complicated when sometimes it isn't radio silence because they're watching your stories or liking your posts. And it makes you want to like throw your phone out the fucking window because what the fuck? It's so frustrating And that's just after like a first date or two or a conversation on the app. It gets that frustrating. Think about when we get ghosted after three or four dates with someone or five or six dates. I've even heard of people who are in full on relationships and one day just the person disappears and never responds to them again. It's so confusing and there's literally no excuse for it. And of course, I'll always post anti-ghosting content and then someone will be like, well, if the person's being abusive or you're afraid of them and you're afraid to confront them, okay, that's different. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when two people go on a date, have a pleasant time, there's a connection there, or at least one person feels a connection. And there's that expectation of human decency. Like that's what it comes down to. And I know you guys aren't the ones that need to hear this. That's the problem. You're the thoughtful ones. You're the ones who want everyone to be more human in dating and to show empathy for each other. And you're the ones who are out here trying to grow and learn and be better and find your person. You're not the ones who need to hear this. So that begs the question, what can we do? And I don't know the answer. And I hate that because I wish that there was something that would be simple to do to get people to not ghost. But I've now been out here making anti-ghosting content for five years And everyone's still saying that ghosting is the biggest problem. Literally, I did a poll. I wrote, ghosting ruined dating, agree or disagree. And 86% of you said that you agree that ghosting ruined dating. So why are people still ghosting and getting ghosted? It boggles my mind. But it's so tough. Like, what can we do? But like anti-ghosting signs up everywhere? No. I mean, we could. But is that really going to make an impact? You know, when I was single, I was struggling with, I was in this pattern where I would go on dates with people and, you know, we'd go on like five or six dates, have a really good time. They would tell me they like me. And then out of nowhere, they'd be like, oh, I'm not looking for anything serious. And so at one point I was so frustrated that I literally put in my hinge profile, 
it was like the one thing I ask is that and I wrote like, you don't go on six dates with me and then tell me you're not looking for something serious. Because I thought, okay, you know, at the very least, this will weed out the people who aren't looking for something serious. You would think, because guess what? It didn't. And that continued to happen to me. And, and you're probably thinking, oh, well, Anna, maybe they were looking for something serious and then just realized they weren't looking for something serious with you. Maybe, maybe. But all I could do was try and put that out there and say, hey, this is what I, I'm not looking for. I'm not looking for someone who wants something casual. I'm not looking for someone who isn't sure of what they want. I want to meet someone who wants the same thing as me. I don't want to keep having this happen. I don't want to keep getting hurt in the same way. And even that didn't work. So I wish I could say it was as easy as putting something in your profile about not ghosting, but it's not. And then that comes up with the whole issue of like, you don't want to put negativity in your profile, which I completely agree with. So I don't have the answer. If anyone does, please, please let me know. Sincerely searching for the answer. How to make ghosting legal. How to make it abolished. If any government officials are listening to this, please, please, we need you. We need your help. We need you on our side. You guys know that I struggle with confidence. I'm always my biggest critic, and when I notice something about myself that I don't like, I can't stop fixating on it. I'm working on all of this, but it can be hard. A year ago, I noticed that my hair was thinning, and I was finding more and more strands of hair on the floor every time I would walk around my apartment. When I would look down in the shower, I would freak out at what I saw in the drain. That's when I opened up to my best friend, who happens to be a doctor, and she said two things that changed my life. The first was that she knows so many women our age going through the same thing. The second is that she told me to try Nutrafol. And so I did. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. A year later and a month before my wedding, and I cannot believe the number of people who have been complimenting how long, strong, and healthy my hair looks. I never imagined that this would happen. And naturally, as a result, my confidence has transformed. I'm no longer self-conscious when it comes to my hair. And honestly, that is a huge, huge, huge personal win for me. And you guys know I'm hilariously bad at sticking with habits and taking something every day or doing something every day. But with Nutrafol, building a hair growth routine is simple. Purchase online with no prescription required. Free shipping and automated deliveries ensure that you'll never miss a day. You'll see results in three to six months. And trust me, it is worth the wait. You can start so easily by taking their hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root causes. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering the Seeing Other People family 10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code seeing other people. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code seeing other people. That's Nutrafol.com promo code seeing other people. Raise your hand if you have dating anxiety. All right. All right. I know that everyone has their hands up and I get it. I had debilitating anxiety when I was single. And even when I first started dating Jake, I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. And I know that is not a good way to feel and that is not a fun way to date. And I get it. It can be hard to find an anxiety relief tactic that works for you. That's why I'm so excited to introduce you to a new one that has helped me dramatically with my wedding and work stress and anxiety over the last few months. And trust me, there's been a lot of it. Sunset Lake CBD is an amazing company that not only has helped me feel so much better, but they also have a really cool history 
industry and mission. Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. As farmers, they believe in providing only top-shelf CBD and hemp products at fair prices. So they cut out the middlemen and they ship their CBD straight from their farm to your door, which means that their CBD is affordable and trusted because CBD and anxiety relief can help everyone and they want it to be accessible to anyone. Trust me when I say that when I'm stressed or anxious, my sleep is the first thing to go. But despite everything I have going on right now, I've been taking a sleep gummy before bed and my sleep scores on my aura ring have been through the roof. Plus, I'm finding myself relaxing more at night and being able to turn off my work brain and my anxiety with the help of their CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews. Whether you want to sleep better, relax better, focus better, recover better, or anything in between, Sunset Lake CBD has something for everyone. So check them out today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use code SOP for 20% off your order. That's code SOP for 20% off farmer-owned, Vermont-grown Sunset Lake CBD. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. When I first started seeing other people, some of my closest friends and family could not believe it. Not because they didn't think I was capable of being a podcast host, but because I usually can't get through a sentence without sniffling. And during allergy season, forget about it. My seasonal allergies are debilitating and my sinus congestion and pressure has always left me feeling so sick. But luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double-action combination of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Claritin D has truly transformed my life. Not only can I breathe better and sleep better since taking Claritin D, but I also can get through the day so much smoother. I used to have to cancel plans because of how bad my allergies were. I'd go through a tissue box a week, sometimes more, and my eyes were always watery. But Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes, and it tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. It's truly the greatest thing I've ever come across and I am so grateful that I found it and started using it. Are you ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Next thing I would do if I had a magic wand and could change anything about modern dating, I would actually make every dating app limit you to 10 people a day. And I know that there are some dating apps that do that in their free version, but then they tempt you with that premium version that you pay for to have more options and to swipe on more people a day. But guess what that does, you guys? Guess what? That makes you burn out quicker. That makes you spend hours on end swiping on people, potentially not matching with anyone. And it makes you feel worse about yourself and feel worse about your dating experience all around and feel more hopeless about finding love. I think if we all were limited to, let's say, 10 people a day, not only would we all be way more intentional about who we're actually matching with, not just seeking that external validation of getting a match, but we'd all choose more carefully who do we actually think we might connect with or who showed something on their profile 
that is a shared value of ours or that excites us about wanting to get to know them instead of just being more superficial and swiping based on looks and based on someone's height and things like that, that literally don't matter and do not represent what that person is actually like and what they stand for. And if we could only see 10 people a day, we would spend so much time doing other things, maybe not being sucked into our phone, maybe not feeling bad that we're not getting these matches when we're swiping through hundreds of people a day. You know, it would just be that the dating app is there as a tool, but it's not the end all be all. And that's one of the problems I think about dating apps is that we get so attached to the idea of, well, this thing is here. It's going to help me find my person. I need to spend as much time on it as I can because somewhere my person is here and I'm going to swipe through them and I have to, you know, swipe right on as many people as I think I could match with or go on a date with or I'm attracted to because maybe one of them is my person. No, it becomes too much and it becomes too overwhelming. And I think that's when we run into the problem of, let's say, okay, let's say this you go through a hundred people in a day. And out of those a hundred people, you swipe right on 50 of them. Out of those 50 people, you get eight matches. Out of those eight matches, three of the people message you and you message one. So you have four conversations that are now starting. Out of those four conversations, two conversations pick up and kind of click more than the other two, or the, one of the other two people hasn't responded yet. The other responded, but now you're getting excited about these two conversations you have going. So you don't even answer the other ones. Cause right now you want to focus on these two conversations. And then one conversation, you get off the app and move to text first, and then you've set up a date. And then the other conversations already taking a back seat. This other person is already less important because you don't have a date set up with them yet. And now there are these two other conversations that you still have that you have not done anything about. And then there are those four other matches where you haven't even said hi, or they've said hi and you haven't responded because you are now focused on these four other conversations, really the two other conversations that picked up and really the one person that you're planning a date with. And guess what? You might be missing out on the exact person who you would connect with the most, who you would have the most in common with, who you could create a wonderful lasting partnership with because you spend that much time. It is simply not possible for us to have this many engaging conversations, plan this many dates and be excited about this many people at once. It's literally not possible. So I am a firm believer that everybody has swiped past or matched with a person that they could end up being with. Do I believe in soulmates? Do I believe in the one? I don't think so. But I think that a one has passed you by. And maybe you do go on a date with that person. And you have a good time and you go on a second date. And then that other that B conversation, that second conversation wants to plan a date. So now you're juggling two people and you're already feeling overwhelmed. And then a conversation starts to pick up with a third one. But you don't even have time to go on dates because now you're already going on dates with these two people. And then it doesn't work out with person A. So you're really banking on person B. But you still haven't even talked to person D or the four other people that you matched with. You know, Jake and I had matched before a year before we went on our first date and neither of us had messaged each other and we never ended up messaging each other. And I once met, texted a friend and said, Hey, I'm looking through old matches. Cause I'm not excited about anyone new. 
I see you're a mutual friend with this guy, Jake. What's his deal? Should I talk to him? And based on the timing and the timeline of this conversation and of when I said I matched with him, the reason I didn't talk to him was because I was talking to someone else at the time. And then my friend Helena was like, yeah, of course you should. He's such a great guy. I know him from this, that, and the other thing. And he's so great. Here are these five things that are great about him. You should totally talk to him. I can definitely see you guys hitting it off. And guess what? I didn't end up messaging him. Probably because I started talking to someone else and got excited about that other person and didn't want to or didn't have time to feel even more overwhelmed or I really wanted it to work with that other person that I just started talking to also. So I didn't want to say, oh, here's a plan B. And that is why I think that dating apps should limit us. It's just too much. You know, a, a friend of mine texted me today saying I have an idea for an episode and just sent me a screenshot of her hinge app a number, it says 71 on it. She has 71 matches right now, but she is single because she doesn't have time to go through 71 matches. And where do you even begin with 71 matches? How do you decide, okay, out of these 71, I'm going to give a chance to this person. What makes that person more worthy of a chance than maybe person number 49? Who knows? It's luck of the draw. And that's just too much. The same way like we were never meant to have our pictures seen by thousands of people on social media and to have all of these people's opinions on what we're doing. It's the same thing. Like humans are not built to sift through 79 potential partners at a time. We're just not. We have so many other things going on in our lives at any given moment that to really do this in the way that dating apps have set up for us right now, it's like a full-time job. But it can't be because we don't have the emotional capacity to even process all of this. Point being, I'm a very firm believer that less is more. And with less, you can be more intentional and you can choose wisely and you'll feel less overwhelmed. Do I think dating apps are in dating? Absolutely not. But I think they're just a tool. They're not the end all be all. They're a tool that's here but we have to really use them with care and with caution because we could end up really hurting ourselves if we're not using them properly. And I've been there. I know a lot of you also have expressed to me that dating apps make you feel disposable and make it seem like the people you could potentially date are also disposable because there's always someone else. And it seems like there are so many options, but when it doesn't work out with those options, it makes you question, again, there's that voice in your head, what's wrong with me? But nothing's wrong with you. People also think that, you know, their perfect person might be one swipe away. So I mean, let's go back to this option A, B, that four people, eight people scenario. Maybe option A is great. They're great on paper. They're great in person. They check off all your boxes that you shouldn't have because you guys don't really know what, what you want might not be actually what's good for you. So we should not have these checklists and these boxes to tick off. But let's say they're a really great match, but there's one thing missing. You love running and they're not a runner. And in your mind, you want someone to be a runner so you can go on runs together. Well, guess what? You're going to think, okay, well, there's this app I have in my phone in my hand right now with millions of people. And I think I will find someone on there who does all of these things that this person does, has all of these things that this person has, makes me laugh, is that I'm as attracted to, but also runs. So this person's not the right person for me because they don't run. And that's just not true. There's also no such thing as perfect. 
And so many of us fall into the trap of chasing perfection because dating apps make it seem like, well, there's all these people. One of them will be perfect. I wish you guys could see me right now because as I'm talking, I'm like flinging my hands like my whole body is involved in this. I feel like I'm like preaching right now. <laughs> like I feel like I'm literally preaching to a group of like hundreds of people and everyone's like cheering along with me and like, yeah, fuck the paid version of apps, like less options. We're not disposable. But oh God, I don't even know. I just can't talk about this casually because it's not casual. It is actually so serious because so many emotions and feelings are at stake. Yeah, I don't know. I have a lot of feelings about this, you guys. All right, let's go on to the next one. If Alana had a magic wand and could change something about dating. That's the new jingle. This, I think, comes from personal experience. In Alana's perfect dating world, it would be required for people's intentions to be openly and honestly shared up front. And here's the thing. There's nothing in the world wrong with someone who is not looking for something serious. If you're not looking for something serious, power to you. That is awesome. And I hope you find exactly what you're looking for. And I want you to have fun. I want you to have your hot girl summer and no strings attached and do whatever it is that you want. That's great. But when I'm out here looking for something serious, looking to find love and I match with you and you don't tell me that you're just looking for something casual and then I start to feel a connection for you and I get my hopes up and we go on five dates or six dates and you start introducing me your, to your friends and we start having deeper conversations. I am now believing that you are looking for the same thing as me because that is how it seems. And then when I get hit with a, oh, I'm actually like not looking for something serious or yeah, I just got out of a long relationship and really want to play the field or yeah, I'm still seeing other people and, and I don't want to commit to anyone anytime soon. That breaks my heart. And that makes me question, why am I not good enough? And that's what I went through for most of my dating life. Like all of my twenties were literally filled with this exact scenario. And like I said, if you're not looking for something serious, that is okay. But there are so many people out there who are, and those people are going to get hurt if you're not being honest about it and vice versa. If you are looking for something serious, you don't want to end up dating people who aren't looking for something serious because you're wasting each other's time. And then you end up feeling a little embarrassed. Like if they're just looking for something casual and you're like, Oh, well, I'm falling in love with you. Like we don't want to get into that situation. No one wants to get into that situation. I don't believe that people set out to hurt one another. I really don't. I'm a firm believer that people are well-intentioned 99.8% of the time. But in order to follow through on those intentions, it requires a level of openness and honesty. And there is just that missing link. Like that's just not happening. We are not seeing that enough. So I think that is really important. I know some dating apps do have that button now where you say what you're looking for, what you're open to. And I think that's great, but I don't think people are actually being as thoughtful as they need to be with it. Brave the uncomfortable. 
Those are the words engraved on my bracelet that have gotten me through some of the most anxiety-inducing moments over the last few years. And that's why I could not be more excited to encourage you all to get a Presently bracelet of your own with a phrase that resonates with you. Presently is a line of mindfulness bracelets engraved with words inspired by cognitive behavioral therapy. The brand was started by two sisters, Lindsay and Emily, who have obsessive-compulsive disorder, aka OCD, and anxiety. They realized that when stuck in an anxiety spiral, it's hard to put into practice the tools that they learned in therapy sessions. They looked and looked for bracelets that could serve as reminders to interrupt that spiral, but they couldn't find anything besides the cheesy good vibes only and no bad days types of messaging. They started presently to bring more authenticity to self-help anxiety management. And as someone who has had a presently bracelet for three years, I mean it when I say it really makes a difference. So whether you need encouragement to make it onto that date that you've been anxious about, a calming mantra to get you through a big day at work, or simply a reminder that you're not alone presently has your back. Their bracelets are so beautiful and elevated, and they also make amazing gifts. And I know because I have gifted a few over the years, and my friends were so excited to get one and have worn them ever since. There are six phrases to choose from. And if you're indecisive, there's a quiz that you can take to help you choose the perfect reminder for your anxiety. Plus, 5% of each bracelet is donated to your choice of four mental health nonprofits. I wholeheartedly love and support Presently, and I know that your Presently bracelet will bring you as much comfort as mine has brought me. So head to presentlybracelets.com. That's P-R-E-S-E-N-T-L-Y bracelets.com for 10% off your order using code seeing other people. Do you feel like you're at a crossroads in your love life? Maybe you're in the thick of modern dating or you're wondering if the person you're with is your person. Whatever your situation, I have the perfect podcast for you. It's called Dateable, your insider's look into modern dating, hosted by Julie Krafchick and Yue Shu. They talk about it all, from why you're choosing the wrong partner and how to stop, to how to actually go from matching on the app to getting on a date, to securing your anxious attachment and everything in between. Julie and Yue have been on Seeing Other People, and I've been a guest on their podcast too, so if you're looking for a great starting point, check out my episode of Dateable, season 15, episode 10, Is It Chemistry or Anxiety? Guys, this podcast is incredibly relatable, insightful, and oftentimes hilarious. Wherever you start, Dateable will help you feel inspired to date differently and create a love life that works for you. You can subscribe and listen to episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts every Wednesday and Sunday. So check out Dateable and thank me later. Another thing is there is that bucket of people who don't know what they're looking for. I also do believe that there are people who don't know what they want until they find it, where they're open to anything with the right person. They would want something serious, but they could go on a bunch of dates with people and really like someone's company, but not want something serious with them. And that's okay. You shouldn't just want something serious until you meet the person that you want the serious thing with. I fully believe that, you know, and that's where we kind of get caught up sometimes, those of us who do want something serious, where it's like we want that relationship so badly, where anytime we do meet someone who wants the same thing, it's like, oh, well, let's see how we can make it work with this person because they also want that. And that's not how it should be. It should be that you're open to different things. And when you meet the right person who you want the serious thing with, then you do that. So that complicates it because that's a little bit of a gray area. There are definitely people out there who just don't know what they want, though. And that's okay. Okay. But I think, again, people need to be open about that. And there's no shame in whatever you want. There's no shame in not wanting something serious. There's no shame in wanting something serious and wanting to find your person. There's no shame in any of it. There's no shame in not knowing what you want. We just have to learn to communicate and be more honest about our intentions. 
And that is what Alana has to say about that one. All right, we got two more, you guys. Are you ready for this one? Number four in Alana's dating world. People would not be able to follow each other on social media or even exchange phone numbers until they are in a relationship. Hear me out. I know that sounds batshit crazy. I've always envied people on reality dating shows because they literally don't even know each other's phone numbers. They don't have their each other's numbers saved in their phone. They don't have their phone at all. They're not phoning friends. They're not sending screenshots of texts, of messages to their group chat to have their friends analyze it. They're not sitting there saying, oh my God, this person watched my story but didn't respond to my text. They don't have to deal with any of that. All they have to go off of is their in-person, real-life interactions and their connections. So fine, we can match on dating apps, chat a few times back and forth, and then plan a date and go on that date. After that, that's it. You're only talking to plan the next date. You're not communicating otherwise. Because we get so caught up in what happens over text, and we overanalyze and overthink so much that what ends up happening between the dates can make or break a connection. And that is not what should be happening. Our connections and our decisions about somebody should be based off of what it's like when you're in person with that person. But because of the world we live in, that's not the case. Like I wish, I wish I could go back in time to before phones and date during that time. Because I think it's so magical. Like, oh, okay, I'll pick you up at eight. I'll call you. And then, yeah, great. You sit by the phone waiting for them to call, but that's fine. They either call you or they don't. And yes, that goes back to ghosting has literally been a thing for all of eternity. Now we just feel it way more or we see it way more because we can see that they're active on social media. We can see that they're alive. We can see that our text has been delivered. Um, But I'll be quiet about ghosting for now since we already talked about it for hours. I just think there's so much beauty to focusing on real life connections, because that's what this is all about. That is what this is all about. And, you know, I have I have some best friends who are horrible texters. But we've still been able to maintain friendships for 20 years, 10 years, five years, because of what happens in real life and how we connect in real life. But I'm not overanalyzing my friendships over text the way I do my relationships and the people I've dated. It's different. But it shouldn't be. It should literally come down to what happens in real life. I wish it would. And finally, number five, fifth thing Alana would change with a magic wand in her perfect dating world. From the bottom of my heart, I wish that everyone felt empowered to make the first move. And I do actually believe that people all want that too. You know, girls want to feel like they can send that text we don't have to wait for that person to do it. Not everyone. I know. I Listen, I know there are, are women out there who want to be wined and dined and don't want to lift a finger, don't want to make any move until they're in a relationship. Fine. I'm not talking about you guys. Love you guys. Not talking about you. Not one of you. I think the majority of us wish that we felt like we could send that text and not be judged for it or not think, oh, I'm doing something wrong by texting first or asking them out when... It's only our second date and they should be making that move because that's what society says is normal. I think we all want to feel empowered. I think we all want to feel like we can do what feels right for us. And I do think over time we've gotten closer to that, but we're not there yet at all. 
by any means. I mean, half the content I see out there is like, you shouldn't send the text. You shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that. Um, I've, I, I had someone DM me recently, like last week saying he's made all the moves and texted me and asked me out the first four dates. Can I now for our fifth date, ask him out or is that aggressive? Oh my God. I'm sure nothing would make this man happier than if you asked him out on that date or planned that date or said, I would love to see you again. And the fact that that isn't obvious and isn't a given makes me so sad. But I, I understand why it's not. There's so much content out there that says like, you can't do this. You can't do that. Guys, like do girls, whoever you are, do whatever the fuck you want. Do whatever feels right. There's also going to be different things that feel right with different people. But if there's something you want, like go after it. You know, share how you feel, be open and honest. I don't know how much more I can emphasize that. And I know everyone's different. You don't have to agree with me. I just think that nothing bad has ever come from honesty. Like we had literally learned this when we were four. Honesty is the best policy. And that is a policy that I stand by. That is a policy that my campaign is run on. Um, no, but really, because if somebody doesn't want what you're putting out there or you're honest and it's not received or returned in the way that you want. It wasn't you being honest that elicited that feeling from that other person. That other person already knew that they didn't want to see you again or already was feeling lukewarm about the connection. But you being honest encouraged them to share that or put them on the spot to also be honest. And wouldn't you rather know then sit there waiting and wondering and hoping. I'd rather know. It might not feel good. It might really hurt and be disappointing. I might cry a little, but then I'll stop crying and I will be able to put myself back out there and move forward and move on to that next person and the person after that and eventually the person who was supposed to be my person. And that's how I've always felt and what I've always believed. Doesn't mean it feels good all the time, to be honest. Doesn't mean it doesn't hurt sometimes. Doesn't mean we always get the answers we want. But it's all about communication. Everything comes back to communication. All right, let's recap. Things Alana would change about modern dating if she had a magic wand. Number one, ghosting would be illegal. End of story. Number two, 10 options a day on dating apps max. Number three, Intentions would be required to be shared up front. Number four, no social media or texting until in a relationship, only communicating over the phone to plan the next date, and that is it. And number five, everyone feeling empowered to make the move or to send the text or to ask the person out because everyone should be allowed to, and everyone is allowed to, but sometimes we feel like we're not, and that makes me sad. I'm super curious what else you guys would change about modern dating. I will post question boxes. I'm going to post some content from this. Please comment with what you would change about modern dating. I also encourage you guys to think about what you can do to move towards, you know, a dating world that you want. Sometimes what you put out is what you get back. So if you're really open and honest and sharing your intentions and making those moves when you want and focusing on the real life connections, that might just be what you get in return from the other people you're talking to. Also send this episode around. The more we can spread this to people, the better. Like it takes a freaking village and we're all in this together at the end of the day. We all just want to find love. Listener questions. Let's get into it. 
Hi, Alana. Even though I'm in Oregon, I still enjoy your podcast and find it to be interesting and helpful for many people who are struggling in the dating world. Thank you. As a guy, I want to ask, have you ever suggested to your single friends and listeners to date someone who is not who they usually would be attracted to without sacrificing their important deal breakers, of course. But like if someone is outdoorsy, try dating someone who is more indoorsy, etc. I personally believe that people should not try to get to know someone who they may be attracted to just because they have that one thing you usually wouldn't want in a person, but they check the important boxes. Do you think that more people should try that? Or do you think it might not be a good idea? Oh my God. Okay. Love this question. Thank you for listening and supporting and sending this question in. I completely agree. I think that we often get so hung up about wanting one specific thing or not wanting one specific thing about a person that we are passing by so many wonderful potential partners for us. I definitely was guilty of that for years. I literally only wanted to date people who worked in the music industry, whether they were a musician, a manager, worked at a record label. Like that was important to me because in my mind, like the music industry was my entire world. And so I, I justified it by, I need someone who under, who gets it because people on the outside don't get it. And I need someone who gets it. And if they get that, they'll get me. And if they don't work in music, they won't understand. That was such bullshit. And guess what? All the people who worked in music were totally the people who I should not have been dating. They were also people who were not looking for anything serious at the time because they were also so wrapped up in the music business. But I literally wasn't willing to consider anyone else. And I got hurt so many times because of it. That's just one example. But yeah, I think people get so caught up in looking for these little boxes to be checked. I gave that running example earlier. My running friend, if you're listening to me, love you, but I'm fully calling you out. I call you out in person too, so it's okay. People want someone who travels, wants to explore the world. You know, if they, if this person hasn't been to Europe five times, they might just cross them off the list. But that doesn't mean that person doesn't want to go to Europe and see the world. Just means that maybe they haven't had the ability to yet. Someone doesn't like the same kind of music as you or doesn't like to read and you're a big reader. That does not mean that you're incompatible. I honestly don't think it would work if two people have every single hobby in the world in common. And on the flip side, you can't have absolutely nothing in common, but there's a middle ground. And I get questions a lot of like, oh, I love to do this. This person doesn't like, is it even worth trying? Like, of course it's worth trying. Also think about how much you can learn from each other. Maybe they're huge about pickleball. Like they're a huge pickleball fan and you like going for walks or you don't really like exercising and you are an artist. You like to draw. That doesn't mean that you two can't be great partners. Maybe you'll learn pickleball or you have no interest in learning pickleball, but you want to go cheer them on. And maybe they'll, they don't want to learn how to draw, but they love to sit with you and read while you draw. There are so many things out there that we can experience and that we haven't tried yet. We might not know that we like, or we can find ways to work with. I think we can all agree that we can all be a little more open-minded. So let's try it. Why not? What is the worst that will happen from expanding your horizons, learning new things, being open to new experiences? Try it, you guys. Report back. Next question. I have strong feelings for one of my best guy friends, and I'm pretty convinced that we are soulmates. Do I tell him? I don't want to make things awkward or jeopardize our friendship, though. Okay. First and foremost, don't come right out and say, I think we're soulmates. I think that would scare him for sure. That is guaranteed to scare him. I think that in any friend situation, proceed with caution and know that there is always a risk. You know, there's a risk that A, this person doesn't feel the same way. It's a little awkward for a little while. And then things go back to normal. 
There's the risk that you try it. It doesn't work out. Could be a little awkward for a while. Then if you're both mature enough and can communicate about it, can go back to normal. There's also the possibility that you try it. It works really well for a while and is so wonderful and everything you dreamed of. And then there's a bad breakup and one of you gets your heart broken and you can't recover that. You can't go back to being friends. There's also that situation where you date for a little while. One of you is really excited about it. The other is not and doesn't feel that way. That connection's not there for them. One of you gets hurt. It could take a really long time to repair that friendship and to go back to the way that things are now because there will be jealousy involved. You know, there might be hiding things like going on dates with other people, not wanting to talk about things that you used to talk about. It can get really messy, but at the same time, the payoff, that is huge. If it ends up working out, that is so beautiful and so wonderful. And thank God you tried and you'll be so glad you tried. It's really tough. I would think first about what are the reasons that you think that this connection is there? Are you just kind of looking for someone to fill that void and you feel really close and comfortable with them? Or do you really think like this person is it? You have romantic feelings for them. You really want to explore it. I would think about the reality. What does life look like without this person being your best friend? Will you be okay? You know, I am someone who has tried with friends, with my best guy friends of those times and our friendships were never able to go back to the way we were. In some cases, we literally like never spoke again. In other cases, we were able to try and stay friends, but it was different. And in other cases, like hearts really got broken. And it felt like losing the person you loved, but also losing your best friend at the same time. And that does make it harder. But I've seen it happen where it does work out. And it's like the greatest thing on the fucking planet. So it's a really high risk, high reward situation. If you do decide you want to explore it, and I don't think it's a bad thing to explore it, but I think like dip your toes very lightly. I mean, maybe even have a third party, like a mutual friend kind of explore and see like, oh yeah, this person actually like is interested and has also mentioned that to me too, that they could see something with you. Or just say to them like, let's grab coffee. Or like, let's grab a drink. Get that one-on-one -on -one time out of the house or out of wherever and say, this might sound crazy, but I feel like we should go on a date. That's all it has to be. I feel like we should go on a date. What do you think? And see what they say. I think that's really the best way to approach it. Like lighthearted, no pressure, nothing scary. Let's go on a date. I think that is a good call. I wouldn't do it over text. Over text, you get into screenshotting and sending to the group chat and everyone's opinions involved and overanalyzing. I would do it in person and go from there. Don't be afraid. I don't want to have scared you out of something that could be amazing. I just want you to be aware of the risks involved and the realities of it because it could go one of many different ways. All right, let's do one more of these babies. Guys, don't forget, send in questions. In my story highlights, there is a little thing that's like submit a queue. There's a Google form. You can write as much as you want. You can write as little as you want. You can send in the questions there. That is the best way to send me in a question for me to read on the podcast with a guest on a solo episode, et cetera, et cetera. All right. Said he wasn't sure if he's wasting my time and broke up with me. Then texted me two weeks later. Oof. Oh, I wish I had more context into like broke up. Like, were you in a relationship for a long time? Were you going on a few dates and they ended things? I mean, 
you really got to dig on this one. You really got to kind of hold your ground and say, well, what made you change your mind? Is your mind changed? How do I know you're not wasting my time anymore? Like my time is worth a lot and I don't want to play around. I'm in this for the real deal. And if you're not, I need to know that, you know, this could have been a situation where you don't know what you got till it's gone. Like they didn't realize how much you meant to them until they didn't have you anymore. Some people would say, that's it. You lost me. I'm gone. Other people, I'm in this party of other people who would give someone the benefit of the doubt and say, if you really can tell me that you want this and you're all in and you're not one foot out the door and you're not just second guessing, then sure, we can try again. But I need to know that, like, I need to know what changed your mind. I need to know why you're suddenly back because you really hurt me and I don't want to go through that again. And I don't want to just do this for fun because I really like you and my feelings are real and my feelings matter. And I think just being honest, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world to give this person another chance, but also make sure they're not just trying to like fill a void or have fun because that's not fair to you. Okay. You guys, thank you for sending in questions. Again, you can always email seeing other people podcast at gmail.com with a question or a topic suggestion, or if you want to come on an episode, but please, 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 the best place to send the listener questions is in that story highlight that submitted queue. I think it's also in my direct me link in bio. And yeah, I'm sorry. This was such a serious episode. I don't know why I'm saying I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. This was needed. This was a needed serious episode. I promise it will be followed by a very fun episode. But yeah. Let me know if you guys want more solo episodes, what topics you want, all that stuff. Love you all so much. Please someone find me a magic wand so I can ban ghosting once and for all. I would love that. My birthday is August 16th. If anyone wants to make me that for my birthday, we got time. You got time to make it. You got time to find those magic powers, those powders, whatever goes into making a magic wand. Magic. Love it. Okay, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I love you all so much. Please, please, please share this episode on your story and put a link to it. If you love it, tag seeing other people, send it to the group chat, send it to your coworkers, send it to your dog walker, send it to your dogs. Barkley was here with me listening the whole time. He gave licks anytime he agreed with things. He's a big licker. Oh, he's shaking off right now. Okay, good boy. Love you, Barks. Um, little seeing other people mascot here. All right, I will talk to you guys next time. Lots and lots of love. Thanks for listening, daters. I hope today's episode made you feel just a little bit less alone out there, no matter what your status might be. Give your finger a break from swiping and hit that follow and review button instead. And if you have any burning questions or want to share your own dating horror stories, reach out to seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com. And in the meantime, keep on seeing other people. Mads, I am obsessed with our brand pillars. You mean vagina sweat, good branding, and being Jewish blooded queens, Scout? Uh, sure, but not quite. I love that OKSIS podcast and our sisterhood is made up of women who are down for main character energy only, who take care of their mental health, and who are standing in their personal power as entrepreneurs. Oh, yeah. That too, Scout. That too. We should probably introduce ourselves. Hello, everyone. I am Mads. And I am Scout. And we are sisters IRL. Join us on OKSIS Podcast every Monday for some sisterly banter, nourishing mental health, a whole lot of silliness, and inspiring interviews from the raddest female guests in the game. We promise it'll be a good time. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood!